This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Muck Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Muck Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Muck Delivery, just like Leicester City this season. So the only thing left to say is, you win, order now on the McDonald's app. And you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This is Lester Till I Die TV. Watch and subscribe on YouTube and listen on your podcast platform. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Watching Lester Till I Die TV with Chris and Chums. YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Pinterest. All you need for everything Leicester City FC. It's Leicester Till I Die TV. Hi, everybody. Jerry Taggart here. Now, be sure to watch Chris and Leicester Till I Die TV by subscribing on YouTube and following them on social media for all the latest Leicester City news and information. Come on, you foxes! Strap yourself in because we're set up, switched on, and ready to go.
Good evening, fellow Fox fans. <laughs> we drew Burnley 1, Leicester City 1. And I'm guessing that you've all got quite a bit to say because there was quite a few actually waiting for us to start tonight. Uh, thanks very much for that. Really do appreciate it. Just to let you know, uh, just for future reference, these shows are usually about 45 minutes after the final whistle. Uh, we have the website to update, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and it gives us a chance to sober up if we've been drinking and celebrating because we've won, or calm down a little bit if we've not had such a good game. This is Leicester Till I Die TV. Catch us live there on YouTube, Leicester Till I Die TV, Facebook, Leicester Till I Die, the group, and Twitter and Periscope at Leicester TID. And if you're watching us on the old YouTube, please press that subscribe button now and uh, help us with our subscription numbers. We would really, really appreciate it. Indeed, we would. So how are we feeling? Um, point lost or point gained? Uh, let's have a look at what you're saying so far. Um Somebody here saying, I'm waiting, lads. Yep, you were about 25 minutes early there, Callum. I'm so sorry. Like I say, future reference, it's 45 minutes after the final whistle. Um, Roy, where are you? We're here. Not sure where the players were tonight. Let us know your thoughts on the game. Uh, Bort says, let's go. We're going, Bort. We're going. Nathan says, Casper was good today. Casper was brilliant today. I think we owe him uh, the point. Casper, um, man of the match for Callum, indeed. And love the retro quit bought. Funnily enough, arrived today. This is actually um, my favourite away strip of all time. I went online to buy it um, <laughs> last week. Couldn't find it. Ended up buying two other retro kits. The day after that, it came up on the LCSC.com website. I think, I tell you what, I spent enough money with the club this uh, last few months to actually buy another Yuri Thielmans. Maybe not. Nacho, huge goal. And didn't he take it well? Didn't he take it well? Lee, good evening, Lee. How the devil are you, sir? Point gained, fed up with the fickle fans. I think fickle, I think we just get annoyed sometimes. Uh, point gained from Facebook user there. I take your point, Lee. I do take your point. Um, expectations, I think, is what it's down to. We are a victim of our own success. The, 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 the more that we... The better we do, the better we expect. And it's natural from football fans. It really is. Uh, Rory is asking me how much did it set you back. Nathan is asking me how much was it. It was £38 and it was on lcfc.com, the website. Although it is made by a different company and they have their own website. But if you go on the lcfc.com, then the money goes to the club, obviously. Um but I'm nervous about the top four now. Craig Sawbridge. Good evening, Craig. How are you and your lovely family? I hope you're well. Casper, man of the match tonight, was a good point. Thought Burnley are a decent team. They played decently. But anyway, if you guys like retro shirts, here's the original retro man. Let me bring him in and say, good evening, retro man. Sounds like a film. It's Brad. Good evening, Brad. Good evening, lads, uh, uh, and good evening to yourself, Chris. Um, yeah, I've got a retro shirt on now. 
Probably some of them are keen-eyed and noticing. Brad, you've got it on backwards. Well, I thought I'd represent how Leicester like to play football at time with my favourite midfielder, Muzzy is here. I thought I'd wear the shirt backwards to show sometimes how our football can be played and frustrate fans. Actually, guys, believe it or not, he's actually had a McDonald's and he spilt tomato sauce down the front. That's what it is, really, isn't oh, it? Oh, right. That, that's it now. We'll have to change that round now just to prove that. <laughs> ironically, ironically, mate, mine arrived today. I wasn't even expecting it. It was actually, bless her, it was thanks to my old dear. She knows I was a big fan of, like, this is the era that I came yeah. into Leicester. Yeah. Uh, my, my it's my second favorite away kit. My 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 actual original favorite kit that I like is away. It's the night. It's the season after. It's a '97 uh, yellow kit. But this one was one I've always yeah. been fond of. So I was glad to have that with uh, is it on the back. I tell you what. I actually that is my favorite home kit of all time. And I actually um, let me just put it this way. I'd outgrown it, shall we say. So when it actually came back in the shop as a retro shirt, um, I was very, very happy. Can I just say, I hope uh, if you're watching Leicester City, please stop putting these retro shirts on because I've just got to buy them. <laughs> that's that's the company, by the way, Score Draw. I got, I got my yeah. other two last week from Score Draw. Um, I they were 35, so I don't know what... And Score Draw make this, so I don't know what they're going to put this on as, but... Um, it's only £3 extra from the shop. And, of course, the money does then go to <laughs> to Leicester. And Lee says here, Jesus Christ, our Lord Brad. Can I just I've got to ask you, Lee, was Emma relieved it was over tonight? And what about the football game? Anyway, <laughs> let's move on. Let's move on. For, the, for those that watch the watch along, you, you'll understand that. Um, evening from Torquay Foxes. Good evening from Torquay. It's raining up here in Bournemouth on the south coast. How the devil is it in Torquay? Not a bad point considering they're down, uh, we are down to the bare bones. To be honest with you, and we're going to come on to it now, yes. I mean, can I just say, and I, I, I do find this hard to say because, of course, I am such a humble person. You all know me. I don't stop it, Brad. Shut up. I am such a humble person, but I've got to say, I am actually three points ahead in the prediction league above Steve Linick, Steve Walsh, and Ian Marshall. And tonight, I think I'm about to go six points clear at the top. Look at that. I predicted a one-one. Steve Walsh went for two-one. Steve Linick's two-nil. That's a bit of reverse psychology there from Steve Linex and Ian Marshall 1-0. Six points clear at the top, Brad. What what can I say? Can you not make that into Leicester's? <laughs> it would be nice, wouldn't it? It would be nice. Let's start off. What did you think when you uh, when you saw that, that team put out? I was scratching my head. But I bit my tongue and instead of really asking what the hell was that line-up by... Brendan, I cast my mind back to the amount of times um, that uh, I've questioned Brendan before and we've gone out and seen a convincing win. So I took it on the chin, didn't say anything about it, wanted to see what happened. And uh, yeah, it was interesting, wasn't it? It was an interesting yeah, line out. You've got to take everything into account, of course. But um, yeah, yeah, I think we've got a f few answers tonight. Lee, apparently Emma Emma said yes. Um, well, you know, that just shows you are 
pleased to be of service again. That's all I can say, Lee. You know, Lee, this is just going to carry on for the rest of the season, don't you? So it's not it's not going to go away. Luke, good evening, Luke. How the devil are you, sir? Evening, Chris and Brad. Decent point tonight. Let's push on and win the next two games. We'll be very happy with seven points out of those three matches. I mean, when you look at the matches that are coming up, forget the, forget the cup tie for a minute. Brighton, Sheffield United, following on from Burnley tonight. This was the toughest of the three, wasn't it, Brad? Yeah, I think I said um, after the Arsenal game, if you can pick up seven points out of the next next two league games, out of the next three league games, you, you take that. And you were probably looking at Burnley being the harder side to to, to break down and beat. Sheffield United did get a good result tonight against Aston Villa. That's helped make me feel a bit more positive tonight. So that's not a nailed-on conclusion. But you'd like to think if Leicester can come away from the next two games with maximum points, it just eased this little worry that's niggling away at the back of our heads in regards I mean, to the top four. Man United are drawing at the moment with Crystal Palace. Um, can I just say, I've always said Roy, Roy Hodgson, what a, what a brilliant manager. Fantastic. Come on, Roy, do us a favour. Yeah, if they take a goal machine and grab a winner, that'd be even better, wouldn't it? I know, and by the way, I have never said that about um, no. <laughs> Roy Hodgson is a brilliant manager. Said nobody any any time. Um, yeah, it, it was a bit of a strange selection. Three at the back, which not always so keen on. Uh, for Farno, obviously on the sub bench, he came on. We'll we'll, we'll get onto that later. So into Inisinelli's boots down, doesn't he? Yeah, I thought it was going to come off after 20 minutes and change his bloody boots. He was slipping and sliding yeah. all over the place. And granted, there was a few Burnley players that slipped and slid all over. So, you know, we're going to rule that out as a reason for any mistakes tonight. But, yeah, it wasn't wasn't the most construed performance at the back at times, was it? It looked a bit edgy no. when we kept slipping and sliding everywhere. But uh, just about I mean, got away with it. In the first minute, the signs were there. Free kick after a minute. Ben Meat just over the bar. Two minutes later, and I, I am getting fed up with saying this, and I have to be careful what I say here because our video from last night was actually taken down by YouTube for violating community standards. Um, okay. What, the watch along? No, no, this was the Burnley preview. I don't know why, oh, right. but in fairness to them, I did actually query it and then put it back up, unedited by the look of it. So I'm not sure what's going on there. So I'm going to be very, very polite here and say I don't totally agree with the tippy-tappy passing it about football at the back. Was that polite, do you think? No, nah, it's going to get struck in, mate. Once I close the channel down now, that, there was some curse <laughs> words. But, you know, it's led to a goal and Brendan tells them to do it. And I said when we scored the goal in the group, please, Brendan, do something about this or worse to that effect. I mean, why do we do that? It, it's cost us tonight, hasn't it? And let's face it, I mean, I've got to be honest with you, the passing wasn't brilliant generally tonight. No, I, I've come out and said that the one big negative that I have from the game today is after the first ball, we mm. was, whether it was trying to get a ball clear in, in the defensive third or potentially launching a counter-attack, we seem to be way too static and not know whether to twist or stick on the second ball. And Burnley got the second and third ball tonight and we seem to get the first and fourth ball. And that's just mm. not good enough at this level to be doing that with the ambitions you've got. 
look, we always said that passing around the back was eventually going to lead to an error, and it did. Although we nearly did avoid it. I mean, indeed, he tried his best to put a strong foot in and get mm. it away. It didn't. And look, Burnley fans might come at me here, but we've just given a championship-rated striker a very easy goal um, because Vidra Vidra is too good for the championship, um, but not good enough for the Premier League. For me, he's one of them players that falls into them category, and it's frustrating to see. Mm. But let's not forget, when it's been good this season, um, people might come out and say, yeah, but when it's been good this season, we've not really picked up on the fact that we, we you know, we've not complained about passing it around the back, but really we have. We've pointed out that maybe we have been a bit too negative. I, I, I brought it up numerous times. I yeah. don't like it at all. And yeah. it's something that's only come in. Well, did, well no, in fairness, Prell probably kind of did it as well. But um, it, it, it's certainly a, a Brendan Rogers thing. Yeah. Um, I mean, I that first, well, we went 1-0 down after three minutes. And, I mean, I've got to be honest with you, that first quarter of an hour, I mean, I've made a note here, we we were actually playing, you know, we were dressed like Real Madrid. We were actually playing like Real Turnips. I mean, we, we just didn't, I said, better laugh at that. Oh, come on, come on. That's, that's me one joke I've written down. I've got, I've got to use another joke now. We were, we were bad at the start, weren't we? It, it was it was weird because both halves kind of matched each other, but with less intensity, I felt, in the second half. In the first half, I thought, like, you were right. We definitely were slow. We didn't get going. We were definitely like real turnips, as you said there. I'll give you that one. But once we got our feet in it and we showed we can attack, we actually looked decent in that, in that first half. I was back to feeling comfortable. We'll get on to it in a minute, I'm sure, but what a fantastic goal to get us back level and deservedly so. And we actually came into that. In the end of that first half, going, I felt comfortable. I thought it was only one team. If this keeps going the way it's going, it's going to win it. And it was us. And yeah, the second half, like I said, we'll get on to it. But it, it started in the same fashion. And that was disappointing. I feel that the one thing that's making such a focus on the negativity of us passing the ball around the back is we probably missed four or five opportunities in both halves to get that ball and turn and run at them. Hmm. I just feel there's a bit of uncertainty on what they're going to do when they get the ball out of that defensive four. Do they turn and go and try and get Vardy on his toes and in the actual on his toes, or do they circle it back round and build it slowly? And sometimes I think we second-guess ourselves. Yeah. Brookline saying there, good evening, Brookline. Thanks for joining us. LCFC 2021, good start equals bad finish, bad start equals good finish. Oh, you're not wrong, but well. Cows on real turnips, fantastic. Thank you, Um, Facebook user here. Well, you wish Chris goal from your favorite player and Rory, decent banter that Chris made. I've got to be honest with you. I, up until recently, I was very positive about Inacho. I always, you know, said I was so happy when we signed him. Yes, I've been critical of him. It was a fantastic goal that he got today. He, he, you know, he, Alan Smith, who was reporting, you know, or co-commentating for Sky, was actually very praised as saying what a difficult goal it was to take. I mean, a showing that when we hit the ball up, I mean, he, he was almost Vardy-esque, wasn't it? Over his shoulder, left foot, his weaker foot, and was in. Credit where credit's due. And I've been saying this for the last couple of shows. In Acho is on better form at the moment than Vardy. 
you can't drop Vardy because he takes two players away from other players and, you know, play rubbish for 80 minutes and get a goal in the 83rd. But I must admit, and, I, and I've written this down for the second half, but we'll, we'll come on to it now. I was surprised that Inacho went off because I thought he'd had a, he had a very good game all round. Yeah, I, 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 I've always been one to say that you sometimes feel with Inacho, he's like... It's like when you go and watch your kid play football or your nephew or your, or whatever or a family member of a young kid play football and you really want him to do well and you felt like a proud member of his family, didn't you? Or a friend of his when he scored that goal. And to quote like you said about Jamie Vardy, it was, it was not as classy and not as world-class as it, but it was in the same dexterous as Vardy's goal against West Brom. And let's not forget, if that was Vardy that had scored that, Fans would be doing backflip tonight. Yeah, yeah, definitely. They would be saying, oh, goal of the season, Vardy's back, this is goal, rah, rah, rah. And mm. it was good to see that, that Nacho, maybe not in that level because we haven't seen it so much on a consistent basis, but we did see a lot of people come out on the social media fronts and live on the on, in the game and speak highly of Nacho. And I think he will feel a bit gutted that... Mm. I think the one thing about Nacho coming off is at least he comes off knowing it's the formation change and not his performance has done it because he yeah. looked good tonight. And that's what we need when we're in the situation we're in. I mean, I think I'm going to give credit where credit's due with, with an actor. Like I say, his form at the moment for actual goals scored is better than Vardy's over the last 10 or so games. And, you know, he, he, he got us through against Brighton. Um, he got the point today. I mean, he does get the odd goal, and it's just a shame for him that he is up against Jamie Vardy. You know, it's like going up against, you know, being signed when Gary Lineker was, in, was, was you know, playing for us, or you're up, you know, Tottenham signed a striker when they've got <laughs> Kane up front. It's always going to be difficult for that second striker until such time as Vardy may be sort of... Well, let's have a look at what Bort says here. Do you feel like Vardy is starting to show his age a little bit? It's a good well, question I mean, because he's not scoring at the moment. We've I've said next season's probably his last one where he can look at full 90-minute games. What do you think, Brad? Well, I mean, I brought this up in the Arsenal game and if you've not checked out our... our dissecting of the Arsenal feed, go and check it out. Um, I'll just be quite quick on this one. I've said that maybe where he's not lacking his pace, Jamie Vardy's still got that about him. He's still very busy and still very clever and he's using a lot of his football mind this season. There is parts of his game that are, uh, that have been shadowed and we're seeing him lose them, you know, lose them abilities. Just a notch, just a notch. Nothing mm -hmm. dramatic, nothing to get too disconcerned about considering he's 34. But yeah, there is certain parts of his game, a little bit of finesse, a little bit of better first touch, the quality of that's dropped a bit. And we've seen it, but he was very clever for Inyacho's goal because when, I think, was it Indeedy that played the ball? Yeah. That got, got through to... Yeah, that a, great, a great ball, a great ball, to be yeah. honest with you. And you, if you actually look at that, and Sky broke it down brilliantly, I thought, you know, shock horror, they actually broke something down of Leicester's right. Where indeed he kind of went, well, somebody do something for me, had his arms out, and Jamie Vardy just took a three-yard stride. And in that three yards, like the Pied Piper, he led two defenders. And in the actual noticed it and made his run then. And it was mm -hmm. a brilliant, smart goal. 
that we scored tonight. And maybe we've just seen the start of Brendan Rodgers may have jumped the gun on something here. Mm. I'm going to give credit to Brendan Rodgers here. A little stat that Sky pointed out, maybe they need to look at more. Maybe they have just noticed it and that's what we'll see more of. Maybe this is the start of two up front. Mm. Maybe this is the start of the passing of the torch because now I could be wrong, someone might correct me, but Sky pointed out before Ineacho scored that in 20 appearances where Vardy and Ineacho have started, I believe it was started anyway, there's been 18 goals combined between them. Now, yeah, I'm sure Vardy got at that point 14 of the 18 goals. But that's now, if that's correct, that's now 19 goals in 21 appearances where they both started up front. Mm. Maybe, maybe, just maybe, for the next, for the rest of this season, we might just see them two as a forefront and not alone up, up front. I think as well, if you, um, I want to say, if Brendan's as good a manager as he thinks he is, he should be looking at Vardy and maybe saying, yeah, he's a little bit off the pace, so I've got to play him differently. And like you say, if that means playing two up front, but still getting something out of Vardy, then he should, you know, he should be doing it. I mean, we've got, uh, um, where, where is it? Where is it gone? Guy hasn't put his name to this, but think Vardy had his best time now to off. I, no, I, I think, no, no I'm sorry. I, I can't agree with that. Like you say, he still takes the players with him. Um, and he's still, um, what's the word I'm looking for? He's still, he's still got, like you say, Inatra comes off, Vardy stays on, because you can never really discard Vardy, can you? No. No, and that's the thing. We all know very, very, very much so that Vardy is one of them players that every defender will know that you don't just defend him for 80 minutes and think, well, he's not done anything, he's not going to score, I've got him in my back pocket. You defend him for 90 minutes, 94 minutes, 96 minutes, no matter... You know, you don't just get to the 90th minute mark and and and, and ease off your job and think, well, I, I've I've deflated his confidence. He's mm. knackering off his first touch. He's not going to get gold because he's proven it throughout his career. It doesn't matter if he gets one chance or ten chance chances. He he'll take one. And you know, tonight we could have been looking at a different thing. I think tonight you saw it as well, where I really think the two striker thing might be a more permanent or a more consistent, if not permanent, thing going forward is you saw a lot more of Jamie Vardy doing Jamie Vardy things tonight than you did when he's been up there on his own Yeah, in the last couple of weeks. And that would, like I said with the goal, he dragged two defenders away. Even if he's not doing anything directly, indirectly, he's still got a lot to offer to this squad. Maybe we are, like you said before, excellent point, maybe we are slowly seeing the changing of the guard and we're at that point where the two of them are together, and may you know it may maybe it's the yeah. start, you know, because you, you, you've got to say, I mean, in that first half, I mean, I can believe, and I know, I know you don't like stats here, Brad, but I'm gonna I'm gonna quote one anyway because I could not believe it at half time. Apparently, we had had in the first half seventy percent of the possession. Now, I don't know if I was watching the game or not, because A, I thought when we equalised, I couldn't see a scoring, to be honest with you, but A, when we equalised, it was almost against the run of play. And I really thought, what, you know, what are we doing with this team? But Brendan, again, shows 
the rest of us know nothing about football. <laughs> he he knows what he's doing. In Brendan, we should trust. Yeah, and I think fans need to kind of take things as a bit. I mean, you know, some people will be disappointed with the result that we didn't get the win, and it is frustrating. We couldn't find a way to nick three points out mm. of this one. But what we've kind of got to do is there's so much emphasis and, and there's always going to be until until the season's done and Leicester's final position in the league table is showing that because of what happened last year, that's still going to niggle away at the back of everybody's mind in regards to Leicester. But let's not forget, Chelsea's next game is Liverpool. There's a Manchester derby coming up. Now, let's, let's not to get too far ahead of ourselves, but if we come out of Brighton with three points, I'm not saying we're going to, but let's just, let's just put the hypotheticals out there. All of a sudden, it doesn't look so bad, does it? And just at times where it looks like that, you know, it's starting to wobble. I think collectively, we just need to take a breather and go at it, and not get so worried and caught up in the media revenue engine on is this the start of Leicester collapsing out of top four again, and just have a bit of faith because today, if you beat Brighton, it's suddenly four points out of six, so it's not bad, is it? And the performance showed enough today, in not enough stages, but in stages, to suggest that there's a little bit of spark in that team that can hold it whilst players come back to, to fitness and get on that training ground. Stephen, I absolutely love your comment, mate. 70% uh, possession, knocking it around the back. <laughs> yeah, that is very true. Very true. We spent a lot of time going backwards, unfortunately. Let, let me go back before we go forward. Um, Sound like Leicester. <laughs> boom, boom. I'll give you that. that was a good one. Um, me, got a foul on Tillerman. What about you? In the 10th minute. <laughs> it's all about me. It's all about me. Um, it, it's was that a penalty? I mean, it obviously wasn't given. It's one of them, isn't it? You've seen them given sometimes, and we've been sat there going, "It's very soft," and sometimes they're not given. I, I'm. You'd have been angry to see it given. Um, you would have been angry to see it given if it was in the opposition box, wouldn't you? If that had been a Marty going in on Chris Woods and it's been given, you'd have been very angry at it being given. So while they've been given, I think it's fair to say it probably wasn't a penalty on the basis of it. I, I just don't see enough in it to warrant sit here going, that should have been a penalty. Mm. Um, just to, to um, give it up here, Palace nil, Man United nil at half-time. So... See, that, and that's the, that's the thing again. We lost to Arsenal, Manchester United drew. We drew tonight. Now, even if Manchester United do go and find a winner in the second half, if it's only a 1-0, scrappy 1-0, late-minute winner, or it, this ends 0-0, is it really that bad? Because they're not, no one, you know what I mean? Unlike last mm. season, where there was one predominant team that looked to lead the charge, which was, ironically, Manchester United, to catch us, Teams around us aren't doing their job either. So let's just look at everything in perspective. And that's yeah. a very good hard time score to come into on the back of what we've just done tonight. Um, let me just have a look here. Um, can you tell me how many games City have played this season? It's 27 in the Premier League. 
right, we've had one in the League Cup, which was 28. Two uh, in the FA Cup. Two in the FA Cup and... Eight six, in the Europa. Yeah, 10, 11, uh, 18... About 38. 40. Yeah. <laughs> Jinx. <laughs> 30, 30, 38. That's my age. 30, so, yeah, plus 10 years. Yeah. <laughs> no, well, I'll, yeah, I'll take that. Maybe I'll, I'll take that. <laughs> <laughs> still take it. <laughs> Took me a while that one. Uh, come on, Palace from a Chelsea fan. Um, Chowdhury took a lot of stick with that goal, and he took a lot of stick after that. Whether that was people still annoyed about the goal, that bad was he? To quote, to quote it before, just to prove that I don't just have vendettas against odd players, I like Chowdhury. I really do. I liked him at a young age, and he was a laugh a minute at the training ground. I remember, for those that may know, I actually worked there for a year before I moved up to the stadium, and he was one of the youngsters that was just coming into the side, into the youth team at that point, and he is a lad that believes a lot in his, in his own ability. And tonight, I think it's, it's more focused on because of the mistake that led to the goal. That was one of the opportunities that I felt that maybe if he'd have just turned and gone with it, it wouldn't have happened at all. And that was one of the things that I, I sort of meant by sometimes I didn't know whether it's a stick or twist. And I think he made the wrong decision there. Mm. But I have to agree. When 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 you're given an opportunity in any side, you need to take it. And this was one of them performances to me where he's not covered himself in glory. Even if he doesn't make that mistake, and let's just say he did clear that ball, and with and you know he's not at fault for the goal, and let's say that's not how they scored tonight, he didn't have the best of performances tonight, did he? Mm. Really didn't. He lost the ball a bit. He got a bit indecisive. He made some good decisions and made some good things, some parts, but may have been more highlighted because his mistake led to the goal. But at the end of the day, it's a team performance. That's the reason Burnley, and let's face it, we're going to talk about it a bit probably when we get on to the second half. We could have conceded that goal numerous ways, in, in fairness, if it wasn't for Schmeichel at points. So it may have, it may be getting some unnecessary because of that glaring mistake, but he what wasn't about the best. Tavares? Um... Brookline says here he's not convinced by him. Coming on in the last two games, he looked nervous and loose on the touch. Can't believe Under can't make it on ahead of him. I think him well, coming on, right Rogers, yeah, I think him coming on is Brendan Rogers trying to keep him because they're, they're in contract negotiations. But I know there's some big, huge, big European clubs. It might even be Barcelona or Real Madrid that are that are after this guy. Uh, certainly so a couple in the Portuguese league, the, the top clubs over there, and he's from Portugal. Well, his family are from Portugal. So it might be like Roger when we didn't get rid of Chowdhury and he'd promised him some games. Maybe it's part of that. But I don't, don't think he looked particularly bad, Brad. Bad Brad? No, he, bad Brad. <laughs> bad yeah. Brad. Um, it's hard, isn't it? It's always hard to judge. Um, I do see where Brookline's coming from. I mean, he did have a, a bit nervy at the times. He came on against Arsenal. There wasn't really much he was going to do about that. Maybe if it was 2-1, I think Brendan was hoping to still be in the game or a lot closer in the game at Arsenal for him to have an impact. 
under not getting on front of him. Well, under's a right winger. That's why he's a cam. Well, he's, 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 he is a midfielder. He's a <laughs> round midfielder. Said that the same thing there, yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I was. I, I will quickly say that point. I was a bit disappointed and surprised that under didn't get on at any point in that game. Um, but it was one of them, weren't it? At the end of the day, he didn't. He, he didn't make any glaring, obvious mistakes that you could go and say he's not quite ready for this level. I think you find that this is the time where Brandon Rogers has probably seen Tavares in the under twenty threes. Take him some notes, taking notes of the interest, knows what kind of quality and play he's got on his hands, if they can keep hold of him. And if maybe in a week or two we hear that he signed a new contract or something definitive happens with his contract and his status with it being a Leicester City player or not in the next couple of weeks, we might see it. But there's probably something that we're seeing there where Brendan Rogers is going, look. Show the world what I'm seeing in you. And that is, over the next year or so, you're going to be another big name at Leicester. And you're going to be another player that everybody's scrambling around to want to get the signature on. Because I would hate to let him go. Because I'm guessing his contract's running out, so he'd be going for free. He wouldn't be going for a fee. But I'd hate Mm. to see a player of his potential that if Rodgers is so keen to see and get in, mix in with the first team, like Jewsbury Hall and Daly Campbell, that he's turning around to these players and saying, I want you here, prove your worth. Because if them players do go on a free or they end up going for two million to a team elsewhere and goes in their youth system and then three, four, five years down the line, we're seeing them go for 60, 70, 80 million, you're going to feel like Leicester missed an opportunity when they've been very good at developing and keeping. Second half... um... We mean both both teams hit the woodwork again. Leicester. I don't know what it is at half time. Whether we're still drinking our tea, but we have been playing absolutely shite. We, I just want to say to people, sorry by the way, I'm, I'm struggling to put comments up because it, it's not replacing them and it's not taking them down when I'm clicking. So what I'll do is I'll, I'll try and read the comments out rather than just putting them up. But we are being shite at the start of every second half, and it took a worldie from Casper three minutes into the second half. To keep it out one all. Yeah, and I have to admit, I was I was very disappointed. Like I said, we we kind of slowly got back into that game after Burnley um, took the lead. Then we sort of got that goal, and then I thought the emphasis was with this was uh, that name does ring a bell. Unfortunately, Brett, I am crap with names. I'm better with faces, but that does ring a bell. To be honest with you, it's obviously working because you can see that. I I can't see that on my screen. Yeah, it's just Brett saying, uh, "Do I?" Remember yeah, I, can, I can see it. I can see yeah, it down yeah. the side, but I, it's not bringing it up on yeah. the uh, on, on the thing. Um, what was he saying? Yeah, so it, yeah. after we got that goal, we kind of just started to turn the screw. We came in at a second. We came in at half time, probably with our tails wagging. We seem to be the better side. And I was very disappointed in that first 20 minutes because we just... Li- it was as if we completely gave the initiative back to Burnley. For 20 mm. minutes, they really showed they were the home side. I think the percentage came up um, before we got a foothold in that second half. And it was something like 67 68% to Leicester's 30-odd percent. And it was like... Well, Brad? We gave the initiative away. Are you quoting stats there? 
Oh, I know. I can't believe that. Oh, forgive me. I mean, hang on, hang on. I'm just getting the diary out. Let me just make a note of that. Um, <coughs> but that, but oh my, that's the time that stats back me up for once and actually reflect a true performance, don't they? But for them, twenty minutes, it was concerning. It was concerning me because I felt a little bit dejected because I was like, really. Is this how we're going to start the second half? And Casper made a couple of world-class saves, proving yet again that he's up there as one of the best goalkeepers around, let alone in the Premier League. Um, and I just I felt a little bit disappointed because then I felt like, even though there was still 20, 20 odd minutes to go when Leicester seemed to have their turn at having a go at trying to bring, you know, get a, get a three points out of the game, I started to feel that... Um, Maybe it started a bit too late. I think you need to be controlling that second half. I think I I was hoping that Leicester would come out, get at them, get right under, get right over Burnley, and find themselves two one in front with like 56, 60 minutes played. But that didn't really start to become a feeling that we might do it until about the 80th minute. And it was just like I said, it was just a little bit disappointing. It was probably the biggest disappointment of the whole half, with the whole game. Minus going behind after three minutes. Yeah. You know, for me. Was that 20 minutes well? Apparently he was head of academy recruitment, Brett says. He was what, sorry? Head of academy recruitment. Uh, Again, again, I appreciate that, Brett. And I did spend a lot of time around, because that was the areas of concentrating that I had to do at the old training ground at Beaver Drive. But I'd have, have, have to a, see a face, mate. I'd have to see a face. No. Have a think about it, Brad, and always let Mrs. Ahern know later on tonight. Well, yeah, she's waiting for me upstairs. Uh, sorry, Brad, yeah. I wasn't supposed to tell you she was here tonight. She's she's working <laughs> late, Brad. She's working late. <laughs> um, at the end of the day, it was... It actually ended up, I mean, quite an entertaining game. I mean, I know it, you know, it was one-all and we started badly, but to say that it was two teams with fairness half the team out both on both sides it, you know it, i've seen i've seen a lot worse games than that yeah you know turf more well burnley the expression burnley at home in an entertaining game doesn't normally go well in tandem does it doesn't normally no. go hand in hand but it really was a game of that and i think it kind of literally was both teams in bad form in regards to the last few results, um, I mean, obviously Leicester are in great form overall in the season. We're third still, you know, so, you know, we're still on great form overall. But in the last couple of games, both teams have slumped disappointing defeats. Um, Leicester obviously got knocked out of Europe in the midst of that as well. So Q nil nil was probably the go for for what people are expecting tonight. So it's all yeah. neither team wanting to lose it, but both teams wanting to win it. And in the end, you got that with a bit more bit more of uh, entertainment to it because I remember the home game that ended 4-2 and that could have been 5-2 could have been 5-3 could have been 4-3 and in the end you probably didn't get the goals that the first game got the home game got that we could have got tonight because you could have probably seen a similar scoreline tonight in in some aspects for the chances that both teams had Yes, um, sorry, I was expecting more from you then. No, um, I'm, try- I'm trying to help with the cutting down, mate. I'm trying to help with not giving up. <laughs> um, we're going to look at sort of uh, ratings and what have you at the moment, but I'm going to ask you this question because I, I, I did ask Craig this the other day. 
and we seem to be going, you know, we seem to be saying like, oh, you know, we, we, we're, we're on a bad run. But if you take Europe out of the equation, we actually, I don't even think, lost about one in 15. So it could be, women. we could be losing these games. An away draw at Burnley, who I think are in a false position down where they are, to be honest with you, I think isn't a bad result. I still think we're probably punching above our weight. Somebody said earlier, you know, if, if you know, if all these teams had all the players fit, would we still be there? Would you take if we finish fifth again this season? Would you say it's been a bad season? I would be still happy with that. If you asked me in August, would fifth be uh, a good season? I'd say it'd be an. I'd say it'd be a good season. Um, I'd say it's it's still a building foundation. You know the club. At, you know the board, the chairmans. We've got fantastic boards. We could praise them for hours on end on here, but they've they've obviously turned around. And Brendan would have turned around to the lads um, last season before that, before a ball was kicked last season, and said, "Right, lads, we we we've got a side here that can compete at the highest level, and we need to do certain things to get there. But I think if we start it here, and 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 our benchmark is Europe, we can yeah. build on that. So if you said to me two seasons ago," When Brandon's, you know, Brandon's now in his second full season, you're going to get Europe. You're going to come fifth. You're going to get European football back to back. That's definitely something stable. It's very good. It can build upon. Mm. And I think if you'd have asked me, without the injuries, would would fifth be a good finish? I'd say it's still just about be a good finish, but it'd still be disappointing that a fully fit Leicester squad should probably have taken that season on to finish third. Given the fact that we probably have three quarters of our team out, mm. and we're still where we are, uh, I'd, there'd still be an air of disappointment because we're mm. still the only team to not drop out the top four this season at oh, any three. point. Yeah, when are. one results have all been finalised, it would be a twinge disappointing, but it'd still be a good season. Yeah, um, but you you go on with Burnley. So I'm just going to add this quickly. Burnley, the point. I, I, again, stats are starting to come to my aid in this one. They're actually on my side for a change. But we are joint with Manchester City, who are the only team that have the same. They don't even have better than us. The most points are gained away from home hmm. this, this this season. 30 of our points have come away from home. So on that basis, and like you said, take the European games out of it, we're not actually on bad form in the league. Yeah. We're just on collective bad form in competitions. I think if we finish fifth, though, the chances are that we will still be above Arsenal and Tottenham, and that's yeah, and be, Chelsea and Liverpool, good, you know. So yeah, we we we, we will see. Now, Alan's honest with you. Let's have a look. We're going to go on to Alan Bennett's man of the match and his ratings um, for for the team. For me, and I don't know if that's come up yet. I thought this guy was. I was about. I was thinking this guy was in with a shout of it. He deserves the praise because I say it was Vardy-esque, that goal, reminding me, and it reminded a couple of people in the group of the uh, Liverpool strike by Vardy a while ago where he took it over his shoulder. But Alan, quite rightly, I think, at the end of the day, has gone for Casper as his Leicester Till I Die Manager of the Week and rating um, Brendan with seven and the team with seven. And I've got to be honest with you, I think he's spot on with all three of those. 
yeah, I, I can't much agree. Um, mm. It's why well, it's still a good result, and, it, and there's lots more positive to take out of it than the Arsenal game. You can't quite give a performance like that an eight, and it definitely doesn't warrant like being any lower than a seven. I think a seven's all round a fantastic. Um, Schmeichel, he just keeps proving people wrong, doesn't he? Every what every said game. Earlier, but I couldn't. I couldn't actually find the quote. I was looking for the quote when when, when you were. Uh... Um, when, when, when I was I said about you stopping but I mean I may have shown it I can't remember I think I did actually he's ha- he is still a fantastic goalkeeper his distribution's never been good I can remember no. him in the championship he used to kick half of his balls into the crowd as much as into the but I think his problem is instead of hitting it down the centre which I get uh, he does try to kick it to the left or the right, and obviously there's, there's always the risk of going out. But Schmeichel, your man of the match? Oh, yeah, hands down. And look, again, and I'm not just saying this, maybe you know, people might say, take your blue tints off. I'm sorry, but I will say this until it keeps, until something happens and, he's, and his performances drop dramatically. Mm. Forget the Premier League, he's one of the best goalkeepers around. He really is. He's so reliable and... You know, to, I, look, his distribution, we've been saying it's been a problem since we've had him. He's been a problem most of his career. Although I would say, didn't he, he got one killer goal kick, didn't he, right? That landed it, was it in the actual feet that, that nearly created a chance? Um, so he can get them right when he goes down the middle, but I think it's preferred that... I think, I think the reason he kicks it short or goes to the left or right back is because Brandon maybe has it, is his, he'd rather have the ball and work from there on yeah. how we're going to get it forward, then oh, yeah. have to scrap yeah. it out in the middle and, and, and yeah. you know, a scrap I mean, happy the, team. Early or a scrap happy back, team. The passing from the back is very much Brendan's and yeah. perhaps before that, well. Although I do feel, uh, and I made a note of this actually early on in the game, I think Burnley had sussed that out because, of, you know, a couple of the balls that Casper was playing out to the, to the defenders... There literally was a Burnley player right behind them. So, you know, it, it teams are cottoning on to this. But I think, like you say, I think he goes down the sides as well because when he kicks it long, because if he goes down the centre, I suppose there's more chance of them kicking the ball straight back to us. But, um, hey, it's 1-1. We've not lost. Onwards and upwards. Off to Brighton on Sunday. Uh, thank you for joining us, Brad. And yeah, I will see you... Always. I will see you Sunday evening. It's going to be a late one, so get your get your carpet slippers and your cocoa on. Yeah, I will do, mate. I might be uh, I might be wrapped up in my duvet at that time because it's. Uh... <laughs> well, knowing you, you'll have it on back to front, whatever you're wearing. Yeah, well, it depends on the performance. I might do. Yeah. I might do. <laughs> Brilliant, mate. Anyway, thanks very much. As always, you do make the show. Thanks for coming on. And uh, sleep well, stay safe, and I'll see you on Sunday. Yeah, I'll see you Sunday, and thanks for everybody who's commented t- uh, today. Just just remember, Leicester City's achievement uh, target objective this season might be top four, but this channel's seasonal objective, shall we say, Chris, is 500 yeah. subscribers. So if that you're not already, nice. do hit that subscribe button and see if we can hit our objections for this season. Objections? Uh, objections. Yeah, I- Objective, objection, objection, overruled, whatever. I can't get my words out. So on that one, I'm going to bid everybody good night and see you all after Brighton. 
Cheers, Brad. Take care, bud. Cheers. Bye. Cheers. Thanks. Cheers. Thanks very much to Brad there. Um, excellent job, as always. <laughs> Getting his words mixed up. Hey, don't we all? Don't we all? Like I say, if you can give us a subscribe, that would be great. And if you want to listen to this again, we are on the old podcast. In about 15 minutes, 15, 20 minutes, we'll be on podcast. Apple iTunes, Spotify, Anchor, and the old goggle. So, 1-1, one, one, we move on. Tomorrow night, 7 o'clock, we will be back. I'll be back, as somebody in a lot better accent than me says. Um, we are back for the um, Brighton Opposition View show. For the third time, we'll be talking to Scott from We Are Brighton. Seen him more than me, than me misses when we were married. Three times this season, we'll be back then. And... Um, Friday with, um, ah, who are we with on Friday? Craig, that's it, bless him. Craig will be back for the preview show when we'll be previewing the Brighton game. And then obviously Sunday before and after the match, as always. And don't forget, guys, thanks for waiting for us to start. Give us about 40, 45 minutes after the final whistle before we go live with this particular show. Thanks very much for all your comments. Thanks very much for your um, input. Thanks if you have subscribed. If you haven't, please do subscribe. Help us out with those numbers. We would be eternally grateful. Lester Till I Die on YouTube. You can catch it up there if you're mad enough to want to watch it again. I'm going to say thank you. I'm going to say good night. Stay safe, guys. See you tomorrow at 7 with Scott from We Are Brighton. Good night now. Hello, Matt Elliott here. Be sure to watch Lester Till I Die TV on YouTube and follow all their social media platforms for the latest updates and news on Leicester City Football Club. Leicester Till I Die podcasts on the Apple iTunes, Spotify, Google, Anchor and all podcast platforms. Thanks for watching Leicester Till I Die. This is Chris saying goodbye and see you next time. Podcast Network. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. 
And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. No, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.